Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm here to talk about Manchester United's 3-1 defeat away from home in the FA Cup against Leicester. Manchester United are out of the FA Cup, there will be no semi-final for us. Uh, but Man City will go on, of course, to possibly win the quadruple. We shall see, but that's a different discussion for a different time. Um, where do I where do I start with things today? Um, what do I what do I want to mention first? Because there's so there's just too many things to mention. Performance, awful, disgusting performance. Um, I couldn't believe how bad we played in in certain situations, and I I'd, I'd warned. Everybody, or everybody that, that listens to, to the podcast, I'd said before, you know, it's 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 okay, I guess, when we, you know, get a 1-0 win and we scrape through a game like Milan, like West Ham, like some, you know, m- many, many games where we've done that this season, where we've played, like, quite average football and scraped through a game. And I'd said on on a number of different times, not just in the last two weeks, but probably in the last couple of months or so, that these mistakes that Ollie's making, uh, from from a team management point of view and from a man management point of view, are going to come back to bite him. And now we're out of the FA Cup. So was I wrong? Was I right? I think I was right about that. Because now we're actually out of the FA Cup. And now those decisions, those poor decisions have come back to bite him. And look, it's not all on Ollie. He, he's, he's, he's got to take a big part of the blame today. It's definitely on Ollie. Um, m- most of the blame is in terms of his substitutions. His uh, unwillingness to take off Fred, who had an awful game. His persistence with those two centre-backs, Lindelof and Maguire. But if you look at the other side... Okay, he's playing these bad players, but it's also a fault at the bad players for playing badly. So yes, it's on Ollie in terms of, okay, you keep playing the same bad players over and over again, expecting something different to happen, which almost is the definition of insanity. I'm not going to say that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is insane, that's, that's not what I'm getting to. But that that is a phrase, isn't it? You know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, is exactly what Ollie's done. And uh, he's not getting different results from that, uh, at least not long term. Anyway, you know, we win, we lose, and we draw some games. You know, what, whatever. Uh, but we lost a big one today. We lost the quarterfinal um, of the FA Cup. But uh, yeah, well, I guess, I guess good good thing for Ollie because he won't be losing a fifth semi final in two years because we won't be in the semi final. Uh, could still use could still lose the Europa League final if we get to that, whatever. But. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's both a combination, and I've calmed down a little bit from you know since watching this awful game of football. It's both a combination of the players that continue to play poorly, playing poorly, but then also Oli persisting for some reason with those same players. And as I've said at the end of the day, if you're a player who's out of form and you're trying to do something about it, but you can't quite do something about it, but the manager persists or insists you know on playing you every single game and you just keep getting worse and worse or you just keep playing badly that's not necessarily always on you because at that point what I've said before with squad rotation and with game management team management man management whatever one of those you want to use it's just you know normally a manager would okay this player's been playing badly for I don't know two three games or whatever Okay, I'm going to use the squad that I've got 
rotate that player out, not get rid of him, but just just rotate him out, use somebody else, and you know try something else in the team. But just persisting with these two at the centre backs, you know, leaving Fred on throughout this whole game, and then and then just the disastrous substitutions, taking Pogba and Van der Beek off for some reason, and then putting McTominay and uh, it was the other one. We made four subs, didn't we? Uh, took off Pogba, Van der Beek. Matic and Tellez, and he brought on McTominay, Cavani, Fernandez, Shaw. Okay, Cavani, Fernandez, Shaw. I understand that, but you gotta. You, I I would. I I know. I've always said about like. Okay, you got the number ten player, which is usually Bruno. In this case, it was Van der Beek. At least at certain points, it was Van der Beek. Our formation was so like fluid and loose today. Um, so sort of free form today that I couldn't tell who was supposed to be playing at certain positions and whatever but uh yeah Van Van der Beek was supposed to be the one at number 10 what what you I mean at that point when you're losing the game it was 2-1 at that point when the subs happened why even bother having a holding player on the pitch just leave Pogba Van der Beek on sure bring Cavani on take 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 Fred and Matic off and then bring on Cavani Fernandez and you can still bring on Luke Shaw for Tellez and then maybe bring McTominay on for somebody, or leave the McTominay substitution. Maybe bring uh, somebody else on. I don't know, but uh, it's again, it's just, okay. Why you know you're, you're losing the game? Why are you taking Pogba and Van der Beek off, and you're leaving Fred on? Not not only is Fred not really going to help you win the game specifically because he's not an attacking player, and what you need in that moment is attacking player. It is attacking players. You've taken two of them off. Left one of them on who's not an attacking player in Fred. Because he took Matic off who's a defensive midfielder. Um, And then you... Yeah. You you do that. It's just... I I don't know. I mean I'm... I've I've said this before and I'm certain about uh, about it now. Um, The manager's got to go. I mean... Because at the end of the day right... The Glazers, who are the ones in charge of this whole thing, they can decide, you know, if a manager stays or goes, and they can, you know, probably get rid of a player if they want to. And obviously they can change, you know, coaching staff, directors of football, whatever. Um, which, by the way, I do know that we've got a new, I think it's direct technical director and a director of football, or whatever it is, whatever it is that we've done there. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, let's just say hypothetically, Joel Glazer or whoever calls Ollie tomorrow, Okay, we're at the FA Cup. Are we still second? Are we still are we still good for the uh, to get the Champions League qualification? Ollie would go, yeah, yeah, we're still we're still second. Cool. All right, speak to you later. That that's that's kind of. I mean, it wouldn't be exactly like that. There would be more in the conversation, I assume. But that's it, it's a, it's a real shame, really, because at the end of the day, the Glazers don't really care too much about winning trophies. It's the the, the reason that. The Glazers would look at this situation and go, okay, we're out of a cup, we're not going to win that, we can't get money from that, but we can get that Champions League money, okay, we've got to get in the top four for that, Um, okay, we're still second, so we're still good on that, we're still all good on that, cool, alright, carry on, it doesn't give them a reason to change the manager, now that's not to say Oli, that's not to say that if Oli stays in the job for five more years, gets top four every season, but doesn't win any trophies, they'll keep him. That, that's not exactly how that would go. Um, it would. It, there's other factors that play as well, but they care more about that Champions League money, getting back into the Champions League, getting top four, than anything else. Which is weird if you think about it, right? Because you, you think about this from a, 
another standpoint. Okay, sure. It's great to get in the top four, but both for fans to get Champions League football back and for the club to get Champions League money. But if you actually put in some effort and like, okay, sack this bad manager, put some more money into getting some new players, put obviously some more money into getting a new manager. Okay, don't you want Premier League money? Don't you want FA Cup money? Don't you want Carabao Cup money? Don't you want, you know, the the you can do, you can, it, it's, it's strange in a way because... I know, I know I'm getting onto the Glazers as opposed to talking about the game. I'll get back to the game in a minute. I'm just trying to explain something. Instead of just looking at that Champions League money and thinking, cool, top four, alright, Champions League money, good to go for another season. You should look at that and think, like, okay, if we invest in the team, you know, buy some better players uh, and that kind of thing, invest in a better manager, invest in better coaching, and then, like, okay, go for the Premier League. There's a lot of money to be had there. You know, go for the Champions League, go for all these other competitions, put more money into the club to potentially get more out. But the problem there is they'd have to spend money to do that, to take the risks, and they don't like to do that. So it's it's more of a safer bet to sort of, okay, let's invest a little bit of money, you know, buy the likes of Bruno or Van der Beek or, you know, get Cavani and whatever, so that we maintain top four. And then, cool, we've got that Champions League money again. So, it's it's a big shame. I'm not saying that Man United are stuck in this particular circle or whatever. But, uh, it is a big problem. But, um, anyway, uh, performance today was disgusting. Um, I'm I'm really glad that we have an international break now. I don't really plan particularly on watching the England games. I might, I might watch one or two of them. I'm not sure. I haven't actually thought... I haven't even really thought about that yet. But, uh, I didn't really want to see this team play again in midweek. Because, usually, it's a weekend game and then a midweek game. Um, yeah, I think that this, uh, the team needs to just sort of go away for a bit, which is weird because these, some of these players will still be playing. Um, I want to give, do I give this as credit to Ole, what I'm about to say? Uh, Rashford didn't play today, uh, because Rashford was injured. Now, one of the things I'd criticised Ole for in the last three matches, which was the West Ham game and the, um, two, uh, Milan Europe, uh, games is because he started Rashford in almost all three games. I can't remember he started every single game, but he at least... No, he started all three games. He came off injured at half-time in one of them, and then he started the next game. I can't remember specifically how that all went, but uh, he played in all three games regardless. Do I give him a bit of credit for not starting Rashford? It's a pretty simple thing to do. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I that's, that's one thing I was looking out for when the team news came out. Is like, okay, is Rashford in this team? Was on the bench or anything? So, uh, good. Good that Marcus gets a rest. And uh, he did have to, unfortunately, pull out of the England team. So, he won't, he won't be playing for a couple of weeks, which is good because he needs a break. Um, he needs to be rested, needs to recover and everything. So, um, yeah, good that that's happened. Uh, let's talk about the goals, I suppose, uh, if I can remember them. Um, we had the first goal in Accio. What was the first goal? I remember the, the second and the third. I'll just try and think back to the first one in a minute. You had the, um, second one, which was Tillemans basically running through on goal, um, in the 52nd minute. Uh, he ran through on goal, ran past, um... Oh, no, I remember the first goal. Yeah, no, it was a mistake from Maguire and Fred, wasn't it? Yes, now, now I'm remembering it. Um... Sometimes if there's a lot of goals in that, I sometimes sort of forget them a bit. But, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know what Maguire is doing. Part- they're both, see, <sighs> with a situation like that, okay, they're both at fault because they've both made, they've both made mistakes there. Because it has to, oh, it has to, see, <sighs> that, that's, that get, it, it gets into 
us playing out from the back. It's just like it, and it's just yeah, it's just cost us a goal, and uh, we we were so bad at that again today. It's just like it's okay if you're if you're passing out from the back like that, and then you can't clear the ball properly. You give it to Fred, who's got a man right behind him. Fred messes it up. You know, Fred Fred should control that better and get rid of it. Sure, he could maybe pass it better to Henderson and he could clear it. But when when you mess around at the back like that, it's just gonna it's gonna cost you. And it's it just adds up to what I said a minute ago, where these mistakes that not only the managers making but the teams making because you've both got Ollie's team. I'll just call it team management, whatever. You've both got te- Ollie's team management, which is a problem, and the I guess the tactical problem of passing it around at the back which is too slow it lets the opposition get too much of their um focus back so to speak and uh we're just really bad at it and that's not the first time something like that's happened this season you know against Sheffield United I think Henderson made a mistake it's just like some sometimes Matic will get the ball or something he'll pass it to Lindelof he'll pass it all the way back to the keeper and it's like okay how are we supposed to score when we're doing things like that, you know? So, yeah, it's it's both a fault of Harry Maguire uh, for not just, just... Just boot the ball up the pitch. Just do it. Like, e- even even if a Leicester player gets the ball in in their half, that's much better than Fred having the ball on the edge of our box with a Leicester player, a Nacho, in this case, um, being right behind him, you know what, what's what's better to for my Maguire to clear the ball into their half, which would mean us not passing out from the back, which is not what we do. Um, okay, sure, a Leicester player might get it in their half, but at least it's in their half and not ours, and not on the edge of our box. You pass it to Fred on the edge of the box; he's got pressure on him, and that he loses the ball and an actual scores. It's just, it's just awful, just really, really is awful. And uh, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, that was the first goal. Uh, then you had Mason Greenwood's goal. Good goal from Greenwood. Uh, the best moment, the best of our moments from the game because we scored and then we didn't do anything else. Uh, good assist from Pogba, sort of uh, crossed, uh, crossed it across the face of the goal or passed it across the face of the goal. Uh, good little bit of instinct there from Donny van der Beek, who the manager then decided later to sub off both Donny van der Beek and Paul Pogba, who contributed to this goal. So that's smart. Um... So yeah, Pogba crosses it in. A little bit of an awkward cross for him to do. I sort of noticed the angle. You know, he's not really supposed to be playing on the left wing. But that's a different problem, uh, I suppose. And then uh, Donny must have known that Greenwood was behind him. Let's the ball go through his legs and Greenwood tucks it away. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. But then you can't do it again when two of the three players that were involved in the goal, Pogba and Van der Beek, get subbed off for um, McTominay. And well, fin- uh, who was the other one? And Cavani. And sure, Cavani's good. You know, McTominay can be all right, but he just yeah. So anyway, that that uh, contributed to later problems. But a uh, good good goal there from Manchester United. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't really matter in the end. Uh, but yeah, awkward cross, which managed to get across. Um, Van der Beek with the instinct there, and uh, Cavani. Cavani, sorry, Greenwood tucking it in. Uh, into the goal, which was good. So a good, good moment there. But that is where the happiness ends. Because uh, I thought, oh, cool, you know, equaliser. We're back in the game. So it's always good to get an equaliser. Uh, back in the game, you know, good, good bit of play, good goal, good finish. You know, spirits are high at that moment. Um, and then Tillemans, yeah, just, just runs for our goal like it's a Sunday stroll. Uh, 
there's too many problems to point out here. Matic doesn't catch him. Maguire's running off, drifting off to the left for some unknown reason. No one's going towards Inaccio. Matic is trying to chase him, but he's not going to be able to catch him. Lindelof then tries to sort of block it, but he turns his back towards the player. Um, and then Tillemans just scores. So, yeah, crap defending. Uh, but that was the second goal. Then we made all the substitutions. Shockingly, Pogba and Van der Beek came off. Uh, I just don't get why when you need goals in the game, when it's it's only 2-1 at that point, all you need is one goal to get back in the game and then you can go from there, that you bring off Pogba and Van der Beek. That's, that's just shocking. That is just... Uh, whatever. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it almost got to... i tell you what, by the time they scored the third goal in this game... Which I guess I'll talk about now. Um, you know, when you know when you're watching a football team play, I, I assume most of you, are Man United fans, listening to this, uh, you might not be. You might just want to know my thoughts on football, or you might want to have a lot. You know, if you if you're a Liverpool fan or a City fan or whatever, if you're a fan of a rival club, and we lose a game, maybe that makes you want to listen to a podcast because because then you get to hear your your uh, rival fans moan. Maybe maybe that's why you listen. I don't know, but I'm assuming most of you are Man United fans that listen to hear me. Uh, give my analysis and thoughts on the game. But by the time the third goal went in, I just started sort of... You know when the game's going so badly that the shock and the surprise and the disappointment has kind of drifted away and you just start laughing a bit? That's that's what ended up happening. So uh, we gave away a free kick. Can't remember who crossed it in. Uh, oh yeah, it was all Brighton. He's listed for the, the assist here. He crosses it in and Super Sub McTominay, who comes on for Pogba, decides he's going to do this weird hop at the back post, misses the ball... And Inacio gets his second... Was it his second goal? Oh, no, he got... Oh, no, yeah, Tillemans got the second. Uh, Inacio's second goal, because he got the first and the third goal. Inacio, easy header at the back post, 3-1. And at that point, you know that the game's over. It's it's interesting, because that was in the 78th minute. So there is time to get two goals. But sometimes you've got to look at a football game and think, OK, how has the team done so far? And... um. Uh, you know, can, can this? It's not a question of. Uh, there's two questions, I suppose. Has a team got time to get back into the game? Yes, we still had just over ten minutes to go, so there's still time to get two goals. So that's one of the questions. Is like, okay, the game's not over. You can score two goals because there's time to do it. The second question you've got to ask is, can you get those two goals? Simply put, do you have the mentality? Do, what players do you have on the pitch? Has the manager made subs yet? Yes, he's made awful subs at that point can you get back into the game and then you've got to ask yourself okay yes you can because there's enough time left in the game but then you look at the performance the mentality of the team at that point 3-1 down getting you know kicked kicked to the edge of the curb or whatever i don't know what the phrase is uh kick to the curb sorry is is the phrase you've got and kicked to the curb 3-1 at that point the team is not looking like they can get back in the game and of course we didn't um so yeah and then uh, just to take the complete piss, uh, you know, Fred, who's had the worst game on, on the pitch. I mean, I'm disgusted with the centre-backs and most of the team today, but Fred had a bad game as well. One, one of the worst players that we had on the pitch, or probably the worst player. I don't know. It's, it's, it's between him and then Lindelof and Maguire for me. Gets to the, what minute was it? 84th minute in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer-style fashion, and then he decides to bring off Fred. When we're, When the game's done... The score's 3-1. The team's played terribly. You've made terrible substitutions. You've brought Pogba and Van der Beek off for some reason. Because you want to go more defensive when you're losing. 
Is that the answer? Is that what you're, just, you're trying to do? I'm, I'm still just baffled by those subs. Um, yeah, it's just you, you lose in the game and then you bring off an attacking player for a defensive player. It's like, okay, are you trying to score or are you trying to defend... Are you trying to defend a losing lead? Like, what did I just... Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Fred then came off in the 84th minute for Ahmed Diallo. A sub that should have been made way before that. A sub that should have been made instead of um, two of the other ones. Because uh, Cavani still, could, could still have come on. And yes, Fernandes should still have come on. But then, obviously, Van der Beek and uh, Pogba were not on the pitch. So, a bit pointless. Uh, he gave Diallo a run out. He did look pretty good, actually. Um, but the game is done by that point. And that is today's 3-1 defeat in the FA Cup. Uh, I need a break from watching this team. And I'm glad that the international break is upon us. Because, um, you know, you know when you're just watching a team and you just get a bit fed up. You just get a bit fed up of what you've seen. And you just need a break from it. So... Yeah, but uh, there we go. Anyway, uh, enough dwelling on all that. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping. We've got some cool stuff to talk about over there. And then we'll somehow do these player ratings. I've already got in mind what to do. I haven't decided a man of the match, actually. Which... Uh, man of the match for today. I don't know. I know who I'm going to give it to. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, we've got, uh, well, a winning game for Manchester United. The United cast the 1-0 game against AC Milan. So we are through to the next round of one of the Cups, but just not both of them from this week. So there's that one. Um, spoiler-free first impressions. The Snyder Cut, also known as Jack, um, Zach, sorry, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, did come out on Thursday. Big, big event. And not just for DC, but for the film industry and for uh, Zack Snyder's family, for the for the Snyder family themselves, uh, for Autumn and everything like that, um, of course. But uh, you can now go and watch officially. Go and watch the Snyder cut. It is real. It is released, and I have seen it. I gave my spoiler-free impressions for the film. Uh, I still need to message some of my other co-hosts, of course, David, Robert, maybe Barry, maybe some others, who knows, uh, to do a full kind of, a, a full review, a spoiler-free section, and then a spoiler section. So I, we still need to arrange that, but uh, to hold you over in the meantime, uh, you can go and listen to my spoiler-free impressions for Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you're in the UK, you can watch it on Sky Cinema. Uh, it's not very expensive. To I think it's like £10 a month to, to go and subscribe to it. And uh, if you're in the US... It is available on HBO Max to watch as well. Um, so there's that. Walking Dead UK podcast still going on. Season 10 episode 19. Which is the third out of six bonus episodes. A uh, new uh, gaming talk podcast for this week. Uh, was a solo episode. Robert was was a bit stuck at work. I talked about the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that was announced. Uh, Square Enix's presentation. My sort of predictions for it. Because I did that two days before the presentation. And then I talked about Bethesda and some other things as well. Uh, United cast for the 1-0 win over West Ham. Possible skip review for the film called Cherry. It's available on Apple TV Plus if you've got that. Uh, and in certain theatres if they're open near you. Uh, talked about the art of ASMR, which is my experience, talking about my experience of ASMR, and talking about the uh, a- ASMR itself, uh, recommending some different women you can go and uh, watch their videos for it. Uh, very good, very healthy thing to go and watch. Uh, I recommend that you go and uh, at least try it out. There's lots of different versions of ASMR, so uh, you've got to find what's right for you. As well, and I talked about all of my experience with that. DCEU film rankings, which is a little bit out of date now because the Snyder Cut is out, but uh, most of those rankings I still hold in place, so you can watch that if you want to as well, or listen to that, sorry, if you want to as well. And uh, that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, Dean Henderson, I've got to give him a five, I think. Um, he did let in three goals. I don't think he had a bad game specifically, uh, he just let in three goals, so I've got to, got to, uh, not not all of which were his fault necessarily. Just because a goal goes in, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the goalkeeper's thought f- fault. Sorry, because um, you know there's the defence in front of him, which was the problem today. But I'll give him a five. I thought he was just below average, but he did let in three goals. One Bissaka, I'm going to give a three. Uh, still can't get forward properly. Still can't pass properly when he's forward. Okay, defensively today. But, uh, yeah, I did notice a few times where he was tucking in, again, tucking into Lindelof, giving him a hug or whatever. But, uh, no, of course, uh, just, yeah, I'll give him a give him a three. Uh, Lindelof and Maguire, I'm going to give them a zero. I thought they were awful, awful performances today. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's really funny. If you, uh, for those of you that are maybe new here, I said in the previous episode, which was the, uh, the AC Milan 1-0 win, and they actually had quite a good game. And, you know, historically in the past weeks, months, maybe the whole season, I've been saying about how bad they've been, which has been which has been the general sentiment about Lindelof and Maguire, which is that they're just a bad partnership of defenders. Individually, they're okay in certain situations. Lindelof, not great often. Maguire can be 
fairly good individually, depending on the situation. But they don't help each other as a pair. And it's funny with the previous podcast where I'd said that, okay, they played well in that game. If they can do it ten more times in a row, I'll say that they're a good pair of defenders. We can throw that out the window, can't you? (laughs) Because uh, that was dreadful from them today. Really, really dreadful. I don't know what Lindelof's doing, turning his back to Inacio when his... Was it Inacio? No, the Tillemans goal, the second one, when he ran through on goal. I uh, don't know what he's doing. I don't know where Maguire's going. I mean, I can I can picture that second goal in my head. Maguire sort of just drifting away somewhere. I mean, are you defending or are you, or are you spectating? Like, I, I, I'm not sure. So, uh, I'm going to give them a zero, which I think is the lowest score I've ever given any players. Um, I don't know if I can go minus with, with, with ratings. I mean, it's up to me. It's my podcast, my ratings that I'm doing. But uh, I won't do the minus thing. That'll be a little bit silly, maybe. But uh, they both get zeros for me today. Awful, awful performance. And in terms of attacking-wise as well, Maguire, who's supposed to be getting his head on the ball, he seems to... I've noticed with Maguire, in this game and, and with games in the past, I mean, he has scored some headers. He's not done absolutely nothing. He's just not done enough in terms of his attacking headers. I've noticed, in in this game, it happened, I think, three times. And in previous games, it's happened. He seems to do this thing. I don't know if some of you have noticed this. He'll jump up for the ball, like you're supposed to, if you if you want a header in the box. You know, you're going you're gonna to have to jump above other players. And he headers the ball, but it's just sort of like, okay, just, just making contact with the ball. No sort of directional power or any sort of... I don't know, it's, it just seems like he's sort of like, okay, can I just simply get my head on the ball? Not aim it anywhere or really put any power on it. I mean, aim it roughly towards the goal, I guess, but it seems to just be a sort of... Um, it seems to just be, yeah, him just sort of jumping up to get the header and then letting it hit his head and go nowhere I suppose and that's a problem because he's supposed to be our big imposing centre-back he's supposed to be for us what Van Dyke is for Liverpool he's supposed to be I mean Van Dyke's a much much better player but um that's what you see he's supposed to be the presence in the box whether it's attacking from a corner or defending generally that's what he's supposed to do and he's just not very good at it uh tell us today I'm going to give him a four I think uh did have a decent shot at one point in the game that was about all that he did but uh not very good from him today definitely uh fred um fred 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 um i'm just thinking about how low of a score i want to give him not not in terms of like fives or sixes nowhere near that uh, I guess I'd give him a 1 or a 0. I mean, what what what's the reason for me to give him a higher score than Lindelof Maguire? There isn't really a reason, I guess. Um, so I'll just give him a 0 as well because he didn't he didn't do anything better than Lindelof Maguire. Um, he tackled a few times maybe, but he didn't have a better game than Lindelof Maguire, so I shouldn't really give him a higher score. So he gets a 0 as well. Uh, Matic... Um, Matic, should I give him a one? Did did he do anything better than those other three players? I don't think so. He didn't. Def- he defended as badly as the other three did because they're all our four defensive players. Because for some reason we have the four defensive players in the middle of the pitch. Uh, but I guess I'll give him a zero as well because all all four of them were terrible today. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let's move on to positive scores. Uh, Greenwood, I'm going to give him a seven. 
I thought it was relatively good. Good goal, really good finish from him. And uh, it's good to see him. Good to see him even in a game that really didn't go very well at all. Uh, Good to see him still grabbing a goal. So I'm going to give him a 7. He did score as well and he's, he's my man of the match because of that. I mean, what else do I have to pick from? So, uh, Van der Beek, I'd give him a 6. Average 6, thought he was pretty good. Good instinct from him. Again, like I said, with the goal to know that Greenwood was behind him. Let the ball go through his legs and let Greenwood tuck it away for the equaliser. So, I'll give him a 7. Pogba, I'll give the same score to. I'll give it, no, I said 6, didn't I, for Van der Beek? Uh, Pogba, I'll give him a 7. I thought he was alright. Um, he was getting fouled a lot today, I noticed, Pogba. Uh, I noticed, you know, when he got the ball, there was one or two... Less the players around him sort of uh, um, bugging him and everything. Which is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get the ball off of Pogba. So you can't really blame them for that. But uh, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, but he did get uh, did get fouled a few times today. He did get kicked a little bit and all that. Which is going disrupt, to disrupt his game. So I'm going to give him a 7. Thought he was good. Uh, Anthony Martial. I'm going to give him a... Four, I think, uh, just didn't do anything, really. Um, I don't remember where he was when the goal was scored. All I remember is Pogba on the left, crosses it, cross, crosses it in. Van der Banks there, lets it go through his legs, Greenwood scored. I can't remember where Martial was. He was probably next to Greenwood. I would hope he was in the box, because he's supposed to be in that situation. But uh, I'll give him a four, he just didn't really do too much today. He He was better than... Some of our other players, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, going to give him a four, because that's how I feel. Um, and that is that. Thank God this podcast is over, because <laughs> I don't want to talk about this rubbish game anymore. I want a break. I want to be away from this team for a while. I want to, uh, I, I need a break from this bad football. Um, I need to take a few weeks away from watching sideways backwards passes, which I'm assuming England aren't going to do. I mean, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I think Maguire's in the team, isn't he? So there's a possibility of it, I guess. I think Wan-Bissaka got chosen. I'm not, I can't remember what the England team was that got chosen. But uh, anyway, um, I'll see you all in a couple of weeks. I don't know who we've actually got. Uh, let me just quickly scroll through my Sky Sports app. Um, it will tell me. I'll let you know when I find a game. Um, I think it is in April at some point. Saturday 3rd of April, Sunday the 4th, Su- right, Sunday the 4th of April, um, 7.30 at home to Brighton, uh, I think that's a Premier League game, so that's the next one, and then surely we will play on the Thursday, yes, Granada, Thursday the 8th of April um, at 8 o'clock, so those are the next two games, couple of weeks away, the, re- the rest of the month away from this terrible football, so uh there's that. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, I suppose uh, it's not always easy. To, it's not always easy to do these when uh, there's not much positivity to talk about. But uh, hey, Greenwood scored, scored a good goal, so there's that. But uh, no FA Cup from us this year, for us this year. And uh, the, uh, the scary thing is now, outside of Manchester United, Man City could win the quadruple because they're in the the final of the Carabao Cup, which is against Tottenham. Can't believe that hasn't been played yet. Uh, they're still in the Champions League. Can't remember who they were drawn against. Uh, they're top of the Premier League. Was it 11 points? 13? I can't remember. At this point. But uh, clear at the top of the Premier League. And they are through to the FA Cup semi-final. I think they have got Chelsea today. Because they did the draw, didn't they? 
I think it was them and Chelsea because we would have had um, yeah Southampton we we would have had but Leicester have got them now so yeah I think yeah Leicester, Leicester Southampton and Chelsea and City uh, Chelsea can be a good team hopefully they can knock them out because to me in t- in terms of them winning the treble um, the treble that is as good as the one that Man United got in ninety nine it would have to be FA Cup Premier League Champions League Premier League is almost a given. So if they can get knocked out of the Champions League by somebody or the FA Cup by somebody, then that doesn't qualify the same treble. They can still win the domestic treble, which is Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Premier League. Um, but we don't want them. We don't want them to basically win either the Premier, either the uh, FA Cup or the Champions League because that qualifies under the same type of. Um, uh, treble because I I wouldn't include the same level of the treble being Carabao Cup Champions League Premier League because the Carabao Cup isn't uh, isn't as good as the FA Cup like it's not considered to be as in terms of the uh, winning those trophies because it would t- to me it would go Carabao Cup FA Cup Champions League then Premier League from best to worst to win so anyway we'll see how that goes when we have no control over that now because we're out of the cups that they're in so yeah it's uh, it's down to Tottenham it's down to Chelsea. It's down to, well, the Premier League's almost won for them. And it's down to whoever they've got in the Champions League. So we shall see. But uh, let me know what you thought of today's game. Obviously, pretty awful football from the team today, unfortunately. Uh, but let me know what you think. Matthew, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, EUTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. Uh, if you want to find all the uh, archived Twitch um, streams, which I'm starting to put onto entertainment uh, onto the uh, YouTube channel, uh, you can find Entertainment Talk on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. I've got to start uh, remembering to plug that in the future. I am doing a Last of Us playthrough series. It's on Survivor difficulty and it's me with unlimited arrows uh, unlimited ammo sorry i use the explosive arrows most of the time uh there's three parts available they're all on, on youtube you can go and watch them right now if you want to and i'll be streaming some more of that my twitch stream is etalkuk or twitch.tv forward slash etalkuk so you can follow me on there entertainment talk plays on youtube check all that out and of course the website entertainmenttalk.org for the TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcast. So lots and lots of stuff to uh, to discover. So you can either watch the Twitch streams live. Or if you miss them they will be uploaded to uh, YouTube. As uh, archived. Uh, sort of like the archived streams or whatever. You can you can go and watch them on there. Uh, speaking of YouTube you can also find uh, Barry on YouTube. Talk and Stalk and Geektopia. The Talk and Stalk is the horror podcast. And then Geektopia is the DC ones. Uh, speaking of Twitch streams, you can also find Bex streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news and Geek Town Radio and all that sort of stuff, uh, geektown.co.uk and then Geek Town Radio episodes. I recommend you still listen to this week's episode. Uh, lots of interesting discussion and news and stuff over there. Uh, Geek Town Radio releases on Tuesdays. So look out for them then. And I think that is everything. Oh no, if you like what you've heard today and uh, you want to support more of it, there's some few op- a few options for you. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast review options. So please check that out. Uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Uh, you can also use word of mouth. Either just tell people that you know to go to entertainmenttalk.org or to search for us on podcast platforms or social media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use for that. Thanks for listening. I'm going to take a break from this team, go do some other things, and I will see you, uh, well, for the United cast, I'll see you all in, I guess, a few weeks, but uh, we will, of course, continue to have the other content 
uh, as well on entertainmenttalk.org. Thanks for watching. We're still in the Europa League. That's the only hope we have of winning a trophy this season. And we'll see how that goes. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.